0: I need advice on why I get stuck in my head and why I'm always thinking. And I just want to not think or overthink because it just messes everything up while I have to try to find answers I don't have. A part of um, getting in tune with your mind is really starting to realize that you are not your thoughts. So we tend to we tend to identify with our thoughts so whatever comes to mind we identify with it if something anger springs up or a thought that makes us angry springs up we embody anger if a thought springs up that makes makes us insecure we embody insecurity we don't often take the time to consider that we are not our thoughts but we are actually the observer of our thoughts and of course it's a process in itself um and it takes practice. But I think when you start to identify more with the observer, you start to look at your thoughts and then you can choose which thoughts you're going to indulge. You can start to kind of discern between the thoughts that are destructive for you and the thoughts that are beneficial for you. And you start to actually listen to and indulge the thoughts that are beneficial, that are true, that have evidence that are leading you towards some kind of development. So, um, Observe your thoughts instead of identifying immediately with your thoughts, Um, but also understand just like overthinking is a gift It's a beautiful thing like it's it's beautiful to be able to look deeper into things because when you look deeper into things You can develop a wider appreciation for things a wider appreciation for life a wider appreciation for yourself and something I saw um, A few weeks ago that really stuck with me I saw this quote that said you can only get to know someone as deeply as you've gotten to know yourself And I really think that's important because it's not always easy to um, dive into yourself because sometimes you find a lot of things you don't like, things that are inconvenient, you have to engage change and work, but it's worth it because it changes your relationship with the world entirely when you dive into yourself the deeper you understand yourself i mean like for me like i started appreciating myself not on like a physical level but i've begun to appreciate myself on a spiritual level like i appreciate who i am and my being i appreciate the heart that i have i appreciate my character i appreciate my values that's those are the things that i think um make me appreciate me and so when I go to interact with people those are the things that I'm drawn to because I've seen it within myself so I'm I'm attracted to people's character I'm attracted to their values it's not so much just being attracted to somebody's face because I think that's the same problem we run into when we don't know ourselves we only justify ourselves with the physical like oh I look good so I feel good I only feel good when I look good and we don't realize that That's actually limiting not only ourselves, but our relationships, because when you go to engage with somebody else, you can't really go that deep because you only know how to appreciate somebody in the way that you've learned to appreciate yourself. So you only appreciate people at the surface level. And so I, I think it's just like it goes so much farther into all these different topics. But I say that to say that, like, overthinking is not a bad thing. It's just a matter of gaining control of your own mind and being more decisive about the thoughts that you indulge. But it's a beautiful thing to be overthinking. Why do I appreciate North Carolina so much? Well, honestly, I made that post because I've been in North Carolina for like the past maybe seven years, seven, eight years, and I've always heard people only talk down on North Carolina. Everybody wants to leave North Carolina. Everybody wants to get out, but... Um, but I've, I've started to really, as I really settle into myself and I realize the kind of person I am and the kind of environment that I enjoy, I realize North Carolina is like really amazing for someone like me. Like, there's so much scenery. I'm a, I'm a big scenery person. I love to be in nature. I love to see the beauty of the world. And I love stillness. I love to be able to be still and appreciate what's going on around me. Um in North Carolina is that there's nature all around you know and the more I've traveled like outside of North Carolina I thought that I would be like finding places I'd want to move to but it's only shown me how much I appreciate where I am and it just it goes to show that like sometimes you have all that you need but you don't realize it Until you don't have it anymore, you know, you don't realize it until you go somewhere else and see different environments and how different people live and how different people think to realize like, wow, what I've been taking for granted is my actual home, you know, what I've had all along. I think that philosophy goes far beyond, like, the environment that we live in. It goes into, like, our friends, our family, the things that matter to us. You know, like, a lot of us, I think, we're so focused on, you know, like, I want success in life. I want money in life. There's all these goals that we attach ourselves to. So we live our entire lives, like, only tunnel visioning towards what is out there, what we want, what we need, what we need to make our lives better. Not realizing, sorry, how much we already have. Um... So, yeah, it's just like um, I've just really started to really not only appreciate my environment, but really appreciate just my own space and the things that I have right now. Of course, there are things that I would love to have. There are things I'd love to achieve. But I think um, it's much better kind of getting up every day with an appreciation for where, where I am and it allows me to embody a better attitude and I end up moving forward anyways. Whatever have I learned from this year so far? <sighs> I've realized that. Um, chaos is a switch and it can literally happen like that Um, so you have to be prepared for that you have to be prepared um It's taught me, again, to, like, reprioritize the things in my life because when the things that you thought you had to prioritize are taken away from you in an instant, you start to realize, like, well, if somebody else can take those out of my hands so easily, was that supposed to be the number one focus in my life? Um, And especially, like, people having to be back home now. um, For me, it's been a great experience. Like, spending time with my family and my siblings has really shown me, like, yo, like, this is what actually matters. Like, getting to be a part of my siblings growing up, getting to be a part of my um spending time with my parents you know as they age and learning from them to better understand myself through them you know um for better or worse and i was just talking to my friend about that, that yesterday i think like your family your parents are the best people to um really learn about yourself from and it's not to say that your dad has to be somebody dropping crazy wisdom sometimes only observing your parents and talking to them even if you realize things you don't like It gives you insight into why you are the way you are, because these are the people that raised you, you know, with a certain kind of love in certain kind of environments, with certain kind of language. So you better understand where you're coming from. And when you understand where you're coming from, you have a much clearer idea of where you are right now and what your identity is. And once you can settle into that, um, the world takes on a whole new meaning because you approach the world as yourself. You don't adapt yourself to the world. Instead, you settle into your own world, into your own comfort, and you take that wherever you go which I think is where confidence comes from. And confidence is something I've been working on a lot. But I've realized confidence really comes from me finding comfort in my own space. You know, me realizing what I think is cool and standing on that. Like, yo, this is the kind of music I like to listen to. These are This is the kind of way I view life. This is the way I view myself. And it's not to say I'm not open to changing, but I have to secure myself in what is now um, or who I am now. And, um, yeah, um That was a really (laughs) elongated way to answer what what I've learned from this year. Do you ever feel like a broken record on these lives? Not really. Um, I mean, I repeat advice a lot or sometimes, but I think it's necessary. Like, I I, I think if, if I found some kind of truth, I'll tell it a thousand times if it means one new person will be able to hear it or if it means like i'll be able to reiterate it to somebody who needed to hear it again and even more beyond you guys hearing me like it's good for me to like recite these things to myself so that i better understand them for myself like yeah i I say that I, i don't really talk about it often but i think like you need to understand that there's a it's not just about knowing what to do you have to have find the courage to do what you know is right and that's something I struggle with like just because I know all or I know a lot of the right things to do doesn't mean it's always easy like I'm still a person I still have my own desires and I still get confused so I think these lives are beneficial for me too because they kind of remind me of the things that matter when I say them out loud and I answer questions it's like yeah like that makes sense and I can better apply it to my own life And I think, like, even on these lives, it's kind of, like, it helps me with my own identity because, like, these conversations, I think, remind me of the things that I actually enjoy talking about, the things I, and the way I actually enjoy thinking. Um, So, yeah, no, I don't really feel like a broken record. It feels, like, very, like I said, I really appreciate this community because it always feels very, like, friendly. It always, it's always, like, a give and take, you know, like, really great questions. People are always talking in the comments and it just, it's just a great energy. So I like it. Have you seen the book of Eli? That's an amazing movie. Absolutely. I love that movie with Denzel Washington. I love that movie and it's very deep. It's very, very deep. Am I the only one who feels like pain is addictive? I don't know if I would say it's addictive, but pain can definitely become comfortable. Like I know, like personally, I know what it feels like to like for depression to feel like it's my default and Um, We almost well, I almost sit in depression sometimes because I feel like, man, like I've been depressed for months. So that's become my new norm. So I normalize myself with identifying with pain. But that doesn't mean it's healthy, you know. Um, And I think also like for me, although I deal with depression a lot depression is also puts me in a realm where i can self-reflect and i think what i actually enjoy from depression is the self-reflection or what i benefit from i don't always enjoy it but i always benefit from the self-reflection that comes from it and that's why i've said like i don't really view um my mental illnesses as just these things that need to be fixed i kind of just see it as a coin that has two sides so on the other side of my depression is my self-reflection and on the side on the other side of my anxiety is my creative thinking you know um so i don't try to get rid of my anxiety or get rid of my depression i i I try to better manage it and i think that that approach has worked a lot better for me understanding that this is the way my mind works and although it can seem chaotic sometimes it is also exactly the reason why my mind is as beautiful as it is um and i was thinking about this in the car today when we talk about like these things being a chemical imbalance for me that kind of insinuates that there is a balanced mind or a singular way that human beings are meant to think and operate and i don't believe that i believe that our minds are uniquely made and it's just a matter of us settling within ourselves and understanding why our minds work the way they do and applying them where they're meant to be applied and then you kind of start to understand like oh this is why it works this way this is why i think this way this is why my thoughts are happening in this way it's just a matter of you getting to know yourself and getting to better understand your mind um but yeah i don't i don't really view it as a sickness anymore um it's not i don't always enjoy it but it's it's a part of who i am is overthinking a lack of self-trust that's actually a really good question um is overthinking a lack of self-trust i've definitely realized that i consider a lot more options because i don't trust myself as much as i need to it's like it's like if i say hey i'm gonna do this all these what ifs pop in my mind right and i think that what if comes in my mind or i engage that what if because the thoughts are gonna come anyways but i engage the what if because i'm not secure enough in the decision that i've made for myself um and that's one thing i've had to like i was just talking to my friend about it last night about like engaging trust um Especially when it comes to God and like trusting that trusting trusting God doesn't always mean that you're just you're waiting for him to show you the right way to go. I think trusting God has more to do with like making an action. And trusting that he will guide your path with your actions. And it's the same thing um, for trust in general. It's like it's not so much about trying to always make the right decision. It's trusting yourself enough to know that whatever decision you make, you trust your heart enough. You trust your character enough. You trust your values enough. you You trust yourself enough to know that you're always going to be all right in the end, you know? You're going to make mistakes, but I think that some lessons can only be learned through mistakes. You know, you're going to have to stumble. You're going to have to make mistakes, but you trust yourself enough to know that you're going to be all right in the end because of who you are, because the way you operate, because there's levels that you won't let, there's things you won't let yourself do. There's levels you won't let yourself get to, you know, but you trust yourself. And I think that makes a, that makes a major difference. And it's not to say the thoughts or the doubts are never going to come, but when the doubts come, it's just like if you say hey I'm gonna go skydive and five people say hey that's scary I don't think you should do it if you've decided that you want to skydive you're gonna do it anyways you know despite the comments in the peanut gallery it's the same way thoughts t- started like that's a dynamic you started to have with your thoughts like the doubts come the fears come but you still stand on what you decided to do because you trust yourself enough to know that it's going to work out for you in the end advice on journaling um The only advice I'd give is to write, express your feelings as accurately as you can. Don't try to make them pretty, don't try to make them poetic, just write them down in whatever way you know that you'll be able to come back Two weeks later, three weeks later, and say that's exactly how I was feeling. Just write down what is accurate to what's going on inside of you. Write down what is honest to what's going on inside of you. I think we tend to like keep our problems in our heads, and that's why we never really get past them because we never. It's like because we are experiencing the problem, we think we understand the problem, but that's so that's not the truth. You have to be able to verbalize your problem, and verbalize what's going on, so you can begin to deal with it. It's kind of like if you're calling a plumber to fix a leak you know when he comes he's gonna say hey What's going on? Where is the leak? Where did it come from? Da, 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 da. He's going to want to know what's going on in order to fix it. You can't just tell him, hey, there's something going on in the bathroom and I need it fixed. You know, like, so you have to be able to put words to your thoughts and to put words to your emotions um, to better understand them for yourself. And it's not to say that you're always going to be able to fix them yourself, but if you even go seeking help, you're able to accurately explain to someone else what is going on inside of you. And I think that kind of alleviates the issue that a lot of us face where when we deal with things, we don't like talking about them because we don't think that people understand. Sometimes it's not that people understand. Understand. Sometimes it's that we don't know how to accurately express what's going on because we haven't even expressed it to ourselves. Um, so I do think it's super important to like really engage that practice, write down what is going on, put it into words. When you put it into words, then you can begin to face it because you've put the problem right in front of your face. When you put it into words, you can understand in a box what is happening. You can rationalize it and then fix it or help it or explain it to somebody or ask for help from somebody from there but you have to first put your issues put your emotions put your feelings put your thoughts into words it helps tremendously most recent bible read and what enlightenment what did i read today i read a scripture i can't remember what it was but it said something like um let every man be who they who Let, let every man lead the life that god calls them to leave lead and I don't know. I thought that was a really um, important scripture for me, because I think that sometimes when you when you start to build a relationship with God, um, you kind of start to feel like, why isn't the rest of the world operating in this way, you know? But I feel like God calls people for specific reasons, you know, and just because somebody else isn't leading leading the exact life that you do or just because someone else doesn't have the exact relationship you have with God right now doesn't mean that God isn't using them doesn't mean that they aren't in tune with God, you know, and I feel like that's on purpose because God's plan to save the world is so much bigger than like. Oh, yeah, let me just use Christians, you know, like somebody like J. Cole, you know, like because a Christian person like me, I'll, I'll speak on me like there's probably somebody deep in the hood right now who needs truth who is seeking a light who wants better for themselves but they're probably not going to catch themselves watching a miles carter video you know but they you will catch them listening to J cole you know and J cole isn't jay cole is out here J cole does what he does he whatever whatever but it doesn't mean that god isn't using him to reach people in places that i can't reach you know and that's why it's like i think that that whole that whole um passage just taught me a lot about like not being judgmental and being more concerned with my personal relationship and what i'm called to do and who i'm called to be be the standards god has put on my heart to to uphold within my own life like focus on that and not focus so much on like is everybody else doing what i'm doing or you know is everybody else living up to the standards that i'm living up to like no like stop looking so much on what's what what he's doing out there and pay more attention to what he's doing right here is is what i took from that so i think that was really important How do you deal with a relationship that draws me away from God? (laughs) I would not. I would not. I've learned enough to know that there is no relationship or nothing worth prioritizing over God. That's like the number one. Like, I think um, last year I struggled with that. And that I realized that I had put so many other things in the place, the center place in my life that God should have been. So... My motivation when I got up every day was to make money or to find comfort or to find a relationship or to find love or to find romance. I mean, and from on the surface, it wasn't really a bad thing. It's not like I got up every day like I only care about money, but it was really more like, yo, um, I felt like that was my main priority. And when that was my priority, I put a woman in there like, oh, I'm going to prioritize this woman like she's the most important person in my life. She's the most important thing. I got to make her happy because she makes me happy. Um, And if it wasn't a relationship, it was something else. You know, um, but then I realized like I had to prioritize God first, like He had to be a woe center, and everything else would work out after if, if God was my center, then I was aligning myself with the things that I think that God I was communicating with God and better understanding what He wanted from my life and the relationship that we could build and from there, I better understood how to operate in my relationships, how to operate in my business ventures, how to operate in every aspect of my life because I was walking with God rather than walking by myself um. So yeah, I would never, 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 never put a person over God because people, people are going to come and go in your life. That's just how it goes. Like, so I'd say that's just like building your house on, on, on sandy ground. It's not the correct foundation. How do I move on from my ex? Um, so I was talking to a friend about this. I I, I got all these. I was talking to my friend about this. I've been talking to a lot of people this week. Um, I was talking to my friend about this, um, maybe two days ago and I think the best advice i can give for moving on from somebody is that it has to first start with acceptance you know um you have to first accept within yourself the reality of what the situation is you know so you have to accept the fact that hey we had a relationship it ended i am hurt but I cannot continue going back to this person. I accept that. And not only accept it, but answer a why. Like, explain it to yourself. This is why I can't do this. This is why this isn't beneficial for me. This is why I can't go back. This is why I need to move forward. This is what I want for myself. This is why I have to let this person go. That's all a part of the process of acceptance. Because... The only way you can move forward is if you within yourself understand why you are moving forward. So even on the days when you're gonna miss them, you're gonna feel down, you're gonna wanna text them, you're gonna wanna call them, you're gonna want back those moments, like you you cement within yourself the understanding of why, despite all those feelings, you still have to move forward, you know? And it's not gonna be easy. There's no advice I can give you that's gonna make getting over somebody that you loved easy, but you go into it understanding that views on sex outside of wedlock um i've been abstinent for like seven months now and i'm trying to i'm trying to stick with it i think for me it's a conviction that was put on my heart because of what's meant for my life um and because even what i'm interested in personally like i really i think i'm at the point in my life now where i'm more focused on finding a soulmate. like i used i used to think about people getting married young young meaning like 25 in my opinion, cause I was thinking I'm not getting married till I'm 30. Um, but I mean, I think when life starts to happen and it starts to get a lot of weight, you start to go through things, you start to realize that you don't really want casual relationships anymore. You don't really want relationships with people who don't take the time to really understand you because you realize that there's so much to be understood. Um, so for that reason, like, I found myself really just wanting somebody like just one person who understands, you know, like finding my person, because I've kind of started to just kind of take on life for real now. And it's kind of like you get to a point where you just want a teammate, you know, like you have the strength to deal with it on your own, but you want that one other person who, you know, has your back. And I think in that I realized, like, well, why why would I continue sharing myself? like sharing the most intimate part of myself with just anybody you know so I think I probably won't be having sex with anybody else until I meet that person that um not only is somebody that I like or somebody I'm interested in but somebody that can understand me like somebody that takes the time to understand me somebody that we can really build that relationship and build that bond and I can say hey like yo I really feel like you're my person you know um and then we can engage in that in that space and that we can share ourselves with each other on that level but yeah as for right now bro it doesn't really i don't see a point i don't see a point in like meaningless or casual sex anymore what if you find that bond with somebody but they also find a bond with someone else then i would say maybe you need to reconsider the depth of your bond because if the bond that you have found with someone they can also find with somebody else i guess if we're talking in the relations to like committed love then it may mean that your bond isn't deep enough and, if, and it's not to say that it's not deep enough because you haven't spent no time with them. Like I said, you can only get to know somebody as deeply as you've gotten to know yourself. So maybe you need to spend some more time with yourself and realize the depth of what love really means to you and the depth in the kind of love that you're looking for and So when you engage with somebody, you have a better understanding of like, well, if they're meeting this depth with you, amazing. But if they're not, if they're not prepared for that, if they're not ready for that, if they're not ready for the commitment that you need in your life, that's fine. Let them go. But don't try to force that relationship because you're going to end up compromising who you are. You're going to compromise your standards. You're going to compromise your soul. And I don't think that's something to give away. Am I more religious or spiritual? I think it's hard to answer that question not because I don't know my truth but I think when it comes to religion and spirituality um, it's hard to describe them because of the context that the world has on them um, but plainly put I'd say I'm somewhere in the middle because I don't think religion is valid without spirituality but I don't think spirituality is valid without accountability and religion offers a lot of accountability, but modern religion doesn't really dive into the spiritual aspect of it, which is important. Whereas spirituality dives into that spiritual aspect of our existence, but it doesn't dive as much into the accountability. Um, so it's like, I don't really identify with either extreme, but somewhere in the middle is where I am in that like spirituality is a big part of my life because God is beyond what is physical. And I have to... I have to think in a spiritual way to interact and communicate with and understand god at least for what he reveals to me but I read the Bible on a daily basis. When people hear that, they might think, oh, you're religious. But it's like, no, it's because it's because I'm spiritual that I read the Bible every day because the Bible is a deeply spiritual book. You know, and when you read it with a spiritual mind state or a spiritual perspective, it takes on a whole new meaning. And especially when you read it with God, when you ask God to reveal to you um, the things that he's that, that he's showing you in the Bible or you ask him to reveal to you the truth of his word. Whole new meanings come on, and that's what I mean when I say that God, that wisdom is God given. Knowledge is physical, knowledge is human, but wisdom is divine. Wisdom is something that God will deliver to you um, when it is your time to understand what He's trying to get you to understand or trying to reveal to you. But you have to be in communication with them. Um, so, yeah, like I think I'm, I definitely say I'm somewhere in the middle um, because there's sides to both of them that I don't agree with or I can't personally identify with. Why is it so hard to think when I'm about to end my life? Um I'm not I'm not sure. I don't think there's been a point. I don't think I've gotten to the point of like gun to my head about to end my life. Um but I think sometimes if you there are like rabbit holes within our own minds and if you dive too deep into indulging the thoughts that are not beneficial for you, they can consume your reality and paint for you a morbid idea of what your existence is. And I think in that mind state people can fall into 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 suicide, but you have to understand at the end of the day, like I said at the beginning of this live, that your thoughts are not yours, you know, and that 's why you can 't dive too deeply or identify too deeply with every thought that comes into your mind because suicidal thoughts will come to you, suicidal thoughts come to me all the time, but that doesn 't mean that I need to be a suicidal person that doesn 't mean I need to kill myself for that matter. Um, It means that sometimes I get stressed and sometimes I'm tired, sometimes I'm exhausted, sometimes I'm confused and I don't understand and it makes me feel like life is meaningless and life is hopeless. But that doesn't mean that that's the truth. It only means that I don't understand right now. It's kinda like, you know, you have to understand that there's gonna be times in life when it's like you're not going to understand everything. I mean, that's gonna be every aspect of life really, but I mean, sometimes it does get overwhelming. It's kinda like I I learned that from my little brother, right? Like my little brother, he's he's very emotionally expressive <laughs> like he cries for everything it's, it's kind of annoying sometimes but I also I also like it because I feel like at least he's in tune with his emotions and he's not afraid to express them now some things that are meaningless in my opinion are the end of the world for him you know like his pillow fell off of his bed the other night then he was in tears like shambles like just broken down crying because his pillow fell off his bed and nobody helped him to pick it up now in my mind from the outside i'm looking like bro just pick up your pillow but in his mind and it's completely valid because this is his his, this is his current reality this is the end of the world there's there's something so deeply ingrained in the fact that nobody was there to help him and it didn't make him feel good and that is enough reason um for his minds and his thoughts to paint that reality for him that maybe nobody cares about him nobody's there for him like your your mind can paint all these things but for that reason that's why you need to be around people with love because then i can come in now and remind him like hey no you are loved like i really do love you and i would have helped you if i was here and i wasn't but now i'm here and i can help you and i can remind him of that and i think when you surround yourself with that love there are people who can remind you of the world that exists outside of the world that your thoughts have painted um and i, I see the struggle with that too personally like especially with spending so much time with myself sometimes i get so caught up in my own world that i forget that the world does not revolve around how i view it and it takes sometimes me going out and hanging out with a friend and just listen to them talk and listen listen to their experiences listen to their thoughts to make me realize like yo whoa like i've really been stuck in my head for the past week and i didn't even realize it because that's what happens that's how it happens the subconscious so i say don't like if you're dealing with suicidal thoughts don't feel like you have to be alone and definitely don't trust the morbid reality that your thoughts have painted for you talk to somebody like people say that all the time but really understand you're not talking to somebody just to hear somebody talk you're talking to somebody to remind yourself that or to remind yourself of the world that exists outside of your head and sometimes that's all you need to be pulled out of the world that your thoughts have created around your mind